0: Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two. Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 536. Don't call it a comeback, I've been here for years. Yeah, I know I've used that title before, but just hear me out. It has been quite some time since an episode of the Caffeination Podcast was actually produced. The last one was produced in 2013, so it's been over six years since I produced a, a good, decent episode here at the Caffeination Podcast, and I gotta tell you, it's been quite a long layoff. But the takeaway that you really need to get from this is that I'm back, so... Before we published the last episode, the last episode was published in July, this episode is going to be published in June. That means that this episode, no matter what the other parts of the date tell you, this episode came before the last one. That's right, I am a time traveler. Alright, I have a hard time finding joy in doing the shows before, and in a lot of other things. So since that time, I recognize that it wasn't the show or anything else, but it was something off internally with me. And not just the microphone. So I got the help that I needed, and I sit now before you a humbled man. Lots of the people have expressed to me just how much they enjoyed the show and how much they missed it. So to everybody who told me that you really missed this show, I'd like to say thank you very much, because I ended up missing it as well. I missed the camaraderie, I missed the fun facts that I would find and having people other than my wife to share them with, because frankly she really doesn't drink that much coffee, although things have changed, and uh, you know, she she really gets tired of hearing some of these stories. So there's a lot of different fun things that are going to be shared on today's episode. In, in a lot of ways it's going to be uh, a hearkening back to some of the earlier episodes, and then we're just going to go off from there. So what's been geeky recently? Well, uh, Raising Geek, the last time you heard from my kids, they were both wee and little. Now my kids are 11 and 7, so they do all kinds of things, like hog the Xbox, play with tablets, and do all other kinds of wonderful things that uh, kids are wont to do. I am uh, so excited and so happy that they've actually expressed interest in trying to help me on this podcast. I'm not entirely sure what form that will take yet. But I gotta tell you, it's kind of interesting to see where it will end up. So. One of the other things that has come out since the last time we did this show, uh, Grammarly. So, a lot of these episodes are actually going to be a little bit better spelled. And as always, this episode is sponsored in part by the Puzzle Piece Productions company, Design That Fits. It's my web design and web and graphic rather design company. So, if you want to, you can head on over to puzzlepiecepro.com and see some of the wonderful, fun things that we do over there as well. Alright, I'm not going to bore you on too many other wonderful things. We are going to be uh, stepping through the links rather fast and furious today, as we are wont to do. So hopefully you are buckled in, you are strapped in, and ready to go. First thing we got, Pokemon Go. The Phenom, which took the world by storm several years ago, has been rapidly losing steam recently. However, one of their long... Promised features is actually about to roll out. You're going to actually be able to trade Pokemon with other people. I have to admit, as a grown man of 38 years old, uh, I play Pokemon Go from time to time. However, recently I uninstalled the app on the on the phone because it got frustrating to uh, to play it. It it was kind of annoying, and you know, it was basically you were slogging through. It kind of reminded me of some of those uh, RPGs that you could play where you just ended up in that state of eternal level grind where it didn't matter how long you were working at something it just it lost the luster of the earlier uh, days of uh, days of yore so to speak. Especially when you consider Pokemon was always one of those games where when it came out on the cards the biggest thing that you could do was trade with your buddies and somebody would always uh, fleece somebody else and you know you get a Charizard for something else that was a Unfamiliar and uh, kind of funky looking. Uh, I did not grow up playing Pokemon. I grew up playing Magic: The Gathering, uh, the first trading card game, as it as it were. Uh, I still play it from time to time. My son knows how to play it. My daughter's learning. Uh, I've <laughs> it's kind of fun to go in there and get booster packs and stuff to see that you know it's still kind of in the same format, but there's uh, stuff that has not as of yet happened. So we're gonna see. What exactly happens with this? Because usually when they roll out a new feature, things get nerfed fairly quickly. So you, you'll you'll be able to uh, tell that, like, okay, so right now, friends within 100 feet are going to be able to be traded with. And then you're going to have to exchange unique trainer codes. And it, it goes into this full, deep thing that I, I linked the article about. Um it's going to be interesting if you can trade across teams. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not it actually works for more than a couple days. So it, it, there's going to be special trades. There's going to be uh, there's only one special trade per day. Trades cost Stardust, which is one of those level grind things that takes forever to seem to accumulate. So we'll we'll see exactly where uh, this ends up. Alright, another bit of geeky news that's come around recently. Uh, the Incredibles 2, the only series that I know of recently, uh, short of Duke Nukem Forever, that took a longer hiatus than The Caffeination. So The Incredibles 2 was 14 years in between number one and number two. At least we took a break between episode 535 and 536. However, anybody listening after this is going to be really confused when they come across uh, the episode sequentially and go, what do you mean 535? This is a uh- the end, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's kind of like uh, when when you go back and you start reading books where the author kind of petered off for a little bit, like Game of Thrones, and everybody who came in later, they're like, "Oh wow, there's five books to read." But everybody who was reading them from the beginnings, like, yeah, I had to wait eleven years in between uh, books three and four. I was one of those people. So anyway, back to the news. Uh, Incredibles 2 came out in theaters. We saw it on opening weekend. It was phenomenal. The whole family went down there. And I got to tell you, the, the wait was... Not that bad, so it, it was it was well worth it in my opinion. And one of the funnier stories to come out recently about the the uh, premiere of the movie is that some guy who looks incredibly like Samuel L. Jackson's character Frozone actually attended one of the private screenings. In costume, so full-on cosplay, dressed up like Frozone in his super suit, because that is the only way that he goes out there and uh, watched the movie, and he apparently gave it two icy thumbs up. So wanted to share that with the group as well. All right, now the we just passed Father's Day here, and (laughs) Mark Hamill's actually is Mark Hamill rather is probably one of the best people to share Father's Day memes when it comes to. uh, twitter and wherever else because he has one of the uh, his character experienced one of the most iconic lines in father's history so uh He just put a picture of Darth Vader's helmet up there and said Happy Father's Day on Twitter. Thought people would enjoy that in case you hadn't seen it. And in that same vein, which is the only real reason that I shared that one, is over on io9 and Gizmodo, uh, there's a cardboard Darth Vader costume that you can actually build and put together that takes less time to build than it takes to watch the full complement of Star Wars movies. So... (laughs) that that's pretty cool i got to say um this is going to be a little bit int- interesting to see how this actually works i'm not sure if you order the full thing or if you uh okay so yeah you get it it uh gives you a few sheets of premium cardboard comes in an envelope and then you uh <laughs> have to sit there and fold it together. There's a short little animated GIF of the helmet being put together in slot A into tab B, so I kind of think it's pretty awesome. I might have to look into exactly how much that is. So hopefully uh, you can head on over there and check that out. In the same vein, for all of you people out there who have Rumbas, you can now get a custom sticker set that actually looks just like R2-D2's skins. So you can head on over to uh, Home HomeCrux and check that out. Um, trying to find out exactly how much this sucker is, but it, it does look kind of interesting. I wonder if they have BB-8 and uh, BB-9. Oh, it's a price request. That's why I didn't see it right away. <laughs> so it's also probably not licensed yet, so somebody over at, uh, you know... <laughs> You know, George Lucas, Lucas's little uh, Star Wars or Skywalker Ranch is going to be contacting them about a little cease and desist after that. All right, the next thing that we got after vacuums, we move on over to wearables, fitness wearables that is, and we're not talking about Fitbit, we're talking about Fit souls. Uh There is a new wearable on the market right now that's replacing your human fitness trainer. The idea is that you sleep, uh, you slip rather these rechargeable. Uh, insoles into your shoes, and then it actually monitors through uh, watches and whatnot what you're doing when you run. So kind of like Map Your Run, except that uh, it it plugs in and it computes wirelessly to your phone and to your uh, watch if you have an Apple Watch. I think Android Wear might be uh, supported as well. But then it will actually tell you, hey, you know what, you're running with a heel strike or you're running too far forward on your toes for this kind of run. I'm not sure that the exact type of uh, setup you'd have to go into for this, but I kind of love the uh, the kind of all-around circle that it's going through. So I know that this is a Kickstarter and it's trying to, to kind of sort this, uh, this whole thing out, and this is from over at Yanko Design. Uh, there's a full 32 sensors on the underneath of each foot, and it actually tells you where... The- hotspots are for impact and it has a built-in arch support and all other kinds of wonderful things so it's uh it's kind of awesome uh it tells you your pace your power your uh heartbeat everything imagine that measuring your heartbeat just through your feet heartbeat through your feet Okay, moving right along, another wearable, but uh this one kind of uh breaks the mold so to speak. So instead of dealing with just your feet, now we're dealing with yoga pants. Now last year, yoga pants outsold denim as the most widely known pants around. So a widely purchased pant rather in singular. I wonder what the if that is the correct singular. But uh <laughs> All right. So the anyway, Going back to this, is these are new smart yoga pants. These are aimed at, don't read the headline, but they're aimed at everyone, including men. They're not just aimed at guys. The idea is that you take yourself through a workout, and then the yoga pants will monitor where you are in space and actually give you slight vibrations in different areas of your legs and rear end, I assume, if you are out of position. So if you tilt one way or the other, if you're not holding a good stance, they'll actually be able to hopefully allow you to correct. And one of the things that I know from doing yoga myself is that if you do a pose incorrectly, for too long or you try and hold something that you're really not prepared to hold, it can hurt you pretty bad and you're not really doing very much, but, and depending on the type of yoga, you might be sweating a a good deal. But, um, it's kind of interesting to see that yoga pants, insoles, and uh, all these other things are entering into the world of uh, wearables. I myself have a Fitbit tracker, and I've had multiple different ones throughout the years. Right now I have a Fitbit Blaze, so it's kind of fun to see uh, where fit wearables are going next. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to see out of the wearables market, though, is I'd like to see a, a true Android and uh, Apple kind of parody Right now, Apple has kind of uh, a lot more adoption when it comes to wearables and, than Android, so there's, there's again, with the same... Uh Problem that a lot of the other Android phones have—you have fragmentation. So once things started breaking off, and Samsung has their own OS, Fitbit has their own OS, even though I know they're not de- designed and based on uh, Android, they have a completely separate OS. That uh, once these things started fracturing off, it kind of hurt the ability for Android to really get the decent kind of traction that I personally was looking for. So I don't know how everybody else feels. All right, uh, moving right along. In the same kind of vein of robots, we've already had robots that can help you... be a better dad in Darth Vader. We've had robots that will clean your apartment and look like R2-D2, a good service droid when you need it. Now we have robots that clean your beaches. Yes, they have a giant Roomba-like tractor that has the ability to pull and tow things like a tractor trailer. Uh, And for the low, low price of only $27,000, you too can have this beach raking and... uh, All-in-one kind of uh, sand-churning robot. So I I kind of thought people would enjoy that one. And then the next thing that I saw, again with the robots, because uh, I, for one, welcome our robotic overlords. Uh, The next thing I saw is actually a robotic uh, window cleaner. So I don't know. The thing that I've been trying to figure out is if this is... A piece of robot that goes both on the inside and on the outside, or if this is somehow a robot that's only able to clean one side of the glass. Because if you work on a skyscraper, you might not have access to the outside of the glass. It'd be kind of neat to see if there was a way to, uh, you know, if they they had kind of like a little cantilever system where you had like a couple inches, you could just reach out and pop it on there and it held in place by really strong magnets. Or if there's some larger version of this that they could send up to actually uh, plow through the... The windows and wash them all. But even then, uh, if you have one of those really nice, impressive storefront windows with the the big 12-foot ceilings and you don't want to send somebody up there to wash all the insides of them, it does seem kind of an interesting way to control the full thing by having both a remote and a phone remote that you are able to use. So you have uh, home automation for everything else. Why not have it for this as well? And then we took from the really high-tech down to the low-tech here. We're going across crank that you can use to recharge your phone. So from the good folks over at Hackaday.io, there is plans for a tiny little 3D printed case that goes around a crank that allows you to generate 5 volts of electricity That will allow you to actually charge your phone. So this is instead of having a power bank, instead of having all these other things available, they said, however, you are going to earn a significant amount of forearm strength if you're trying to fully recharge your phone because it's going to take about eight or nine hours to actually fully recharge it. And the last little thing, I've actually seen one of these in person, and I would love for the ability to have one of these in my house. But if you've ever seen one of those old signs where it's, um, it has the the little clackers on it, like the old style uh, alarm clocks, where it has, uh, you know, where the numbers would just flip over. So what this is, is this is a design, yeah, sorry, it's a Vesta Board mechanical split-flap display for only the low, low price of eighteen fifty. You, too, can own your very own uh, version of a split-flap split display, and this will allow you to put whatever you want on up to five lines of text and uh, multiple characters across. So I thought that was interesting and wanted to share with everybody. That about wraps it up for the tech-style things that we had here at the Caffeination Podcast. So all the geek cruft that we had sitting over there. Now we're going to move on on over rather to the food and caffeinated bits. The first story we have over there is pizza or potholes. Domino's, believe it or not is actually putting a campaign out there (laughs) to fix potholes in certain cities. And they actually add a nice little chalk stencil to it, and they said, oh, yes, we did. Because they're saying they're trying to make the roads safe for pizza once more. There's no charge associated with it. They are just... uh heading out and fixing things around the country so it's kind of funny that <laughs> that uh this is actually happening i know it's a pure ad ploy to actually gain um Kind of traction in the mainstream media news and i think it's pretty funny i think it's actually working phenomenally so even if they only fix 10 or 15 potholes even if they just rent the truck from a city to do it and then have somebody do a stencil on top of it afterwards i still think it's a phenomenal thing while it's not directly related to food and caffeinated bits i thought it was because it's still pizza and everybody loves pizza Moving right along, the next thing that we have up here is a wood-fired minivan. Yes, that is correct. The ability to take a... a um... There's an artist who has turned his old minivan into a wood-fired oven. And the entirety of the center of the console... Or not the console, rather. The center of the minivan where you would have the door double doors open up is actually opens up and has a a full-on wood-burning pizza oven in it. Uh, The weird thing about it is that the artist didn't do anything to the rest of the glass. Uh, He did fill the rest of the minivan with what looks to be uh, thermal bricks, and I think it's really, really funny, especially if instead of taking the engine and everything else out, you just put like a reverse tow hitch onto it, rather, and you just towed it from place to place and there's a good friend that i have from high school (laughs) dash who uh, has his own company uh, steel drum smokers barbecue and i know he would probably love to turn a couple minivans into smokers instead of uh, having them run around the streets next to him so you can head on over there and check out his site as well uh there's up next there's a, a weird little app that came across the desk here it's an app that lives inside of a water bottle the idea behind this is to Actually, it's called Gululu. Gululu. It's an interactive water bottle for kids, and there's basically like a little Tamagotchi-style thing that lives in the side of the water bottle. So the kid fills it up, and they interact with the the Tamagotchi-style thing. The chosen virtual pet grows and makes friends, and it keeps the uh, parents informed of how much their kid's drinking. Look, my kid at one point in time had the need to be hydrated constantly. Because of some of the medicine he was on, we had to be on him like flies on poo and we had to make sure that he had drank at least two full bottles of water a day and it, it was hard i can understand that but still this is creepy in that i don't necessarily think you need to monitor how hydrated your kid is for the most part um i, I don't really see a huge market for it i think it's kind of neat that you try and gamify the whole situation and make the kid want to drink more water which i think is the better way to look at it but, um, yeah, the the idea of parents remotely monitoring that, for some reason, just seems really weird to me. All right, the next little thing that we got for you here, Nitro Cold Brew at home. This is a Kickstarter alert, so you, too, can get your very own kit, the Nitro King 2.0, a portable Nitro Cold Brew coffee maker. Yes, that's correct. For $172, you, too, can get a portable coffee. Nitro cold brew coffee maker. Now for the uninitiated, for the people who have never attempted a nitro cold brew, I want to I want to break a couple things down for you. First of all, when you see it poured the first time, there is no milk in it. It looks like a beer. Specifically, it looks like a Guinness because Guinness is also infused with nitrogen. It's the propellant that makes it go. Uh, What you will get with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is that it uses nitrogen to propel the cold coffee out of the system. It gives you a bubbly, smooth mouthfeel. It does not taste like soda. It does not taste like anything other than the smoothest... I would say sweetest cold brew coffee you've ever had. Now, there is a local coffee shop here in Philadelphia called Saxby's, and I absolutely love them. They're, they're a chain, and I'm not even going <laughs> to hide the fact that I was really surprised to get the the best cold brew coffee that I've ever had comes from Saxby's. Uh, you don't need one grain of sugar. You don't need Any creamer at all. And I've taken people in there who are hardcore, you know, four creams, four sugars from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't care what you put in it. My coffee needs to live next to a glycerin factory. And this is these people have walked out of there changed people because they they have underestimated exactly what this thing can do for them. The only other time I've had that happen is when I uh, brewed some special, or when I brewed some of the home-roasted coffee that I had. Um, It was the uh, Jamaican meal coffee, so it was kind of like a a raisin version of coffee, and that was phenomenal. And people didn't need very much sweetener at all with that. But this, it has a completely different consistency, and for some reason, Everybody seems to find nitro cold brew significantly stronger. I don't know if it's like trying to drink alcohol through a straw, but the when you are drinking a nitrogen-infused coffee, it seems to hit you a little quicker. I don't know if that just might be, hey, this is new and different and uh, marketing is working really well on me, but I haven't been able to find good scientific proof one way or another that it's not, so... If you'd like to be interested in their Kickstarter, you can head on over there and get everything from all the way down to a tiny little uh, pony keg all the way up to a big honking keg for the Nitro King 2.0. Now for the most disgusting story of the day. It's the last story that we got for you here in the food and caffeinated bits. Yes, broccoli coffee is now a thing. Vegetables are everywhere, man yeah you know what i I, I got to agree with some of the authors on this one. You know first, we had uh, bone broth lattes, then we had Starbucks uh, with their unicorn frappuccinos. Who knows where coffee is going to take us next, but there is a company called Cicero that has extracts, for instance, they have an extract of broccoli powder. To fruit based smoothies, soups and veggie dips. So all these things are basically like, you know, micro nutritious (laughs) versions of other types of food. And what they're trying to do is actually or what they did rather is they brewed coffee and mixed in broccoli. Um, The coffee is green. And unless it's St. Patty's Day, I don't think you're going to get it very many people to drink it. But then again, I didn't think the bulletproof coffee thing was going to take off, and there are tons of people who put butter in their coffee now. I tried it for a little while, it just wasn't for me. All right, that about wraps up that section. There's one last little bit, our final thought for today. Any episode worth, nail, worth airing, not nailing, needs to have more cowbell, especially in the form of robots. So there is a fun article from over at TechCrunch all about a robot whose sole job is to add more cowbell to anything. That's it. This is from Bruce Dickerson, and he adds more cowbell. So I hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, I know this is kind of an odd episode. We didn't have the normal uh, music that we had starting off today's show. We're trying to sort a couple things out in the music department. Uh, If you are looking to get a hold of us, our phone number is 215-240-1319. We are at Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else at Caffeination. We are also listed over at Caffeination.com where you can find this and all of the other episodes from here into perpetuity. That's www.caffination.com You can subscribe to us on itunes android or any of the other places that you find your podcasty goodness hopefully you enjoyed this return to the caffeination space and hopefully we will see you again next week all right thank you for me and everybody else who has ever wished that this show was back thank you very much and deeply from the bottom of my heart i hope to see you next time stay caffeinated people